If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Before we get started today, I want to remind you that if you want more out of your life, there is another way. Now, you might be lacking momentum in your business. Maybe you don't have a supportive environment. Maybe you're tired of not living a fulfilling life by living through your gifts, but doing something that just kind of pays the bills. It doesn't matter. All of those are common things that I hear, and I'm here to help. All you have to do is jump on a call with somebody from my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. We're here to help you rock your money become financially literate, understand how to win the money game, and then you'll be able to rock your life. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call. And let's get started transforming your life today. Welcome to another session of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. My name is Rock Thomas. I'm your host, and I've got a very special guest with us today, and he's a dear friend. He is a recently published author. He is too sexy for his shirt, and he's a very charming guy, successful businessman, entrepreneur, happily married. He really exemplifies what we call the whole life millionaire. Darren, what a treat to have you here. Thank you, buddy. Much appreciated. Honored to be here. So we met at Tony Robbins, uh, both of us on that path to personal development. Uh, We both graduated to trainers, and today you have now transition to becoming an author and telling your story and um other than being very successful in business um why don't we start with your backstory a little bit they'll learn a lot about it when they get your book but why don't you uh take us for a little bit of a dip in that absolutely i'll tell you my really my story started probably when i was a little kid i was about eight years old um i remember i used to ride my bike around the the neighborhood and there was this big old house uh, he was actually an heir to the Anheuser Busch, um, big, uh, you know, beer, yeah. basically, exactly. They had this basically this house the size of a freaking block. Place was huge, and he had these gardeners that used to tend to this huge garden around his house. And I was always curious as this eight year old as to who the heck lives in that house. I kind of wanted, you know, taste it, have some spice of this. What? What's this guy doing? I mean, I had no idea. I just used to look and be mesmerized by this house. And I ended up uh, having, getting up the guts to go talk to this, the, the lead maintenance guy. I kind of wanted to speak to the owner guy. He was this old, older man, but he went and answered the door. He just said, hey, do you mind if I come and, come and work? And I can't remember what how much they gave to me at the time, but I, I worked there for the summer. Um, Helping pulling weeds and doing stuff along that lines, and I was just trying to get a meet the gentleman. I never did meet the gentleman, but I was kind of hanging around and just kind of uh, seeing as to what his maintenance people did, and um, that was really kind of my first kind of look as to hey, what is going into just the the maintenance and the the gardening as to how these these pretty wealthy people. Well, this guy was a very extremely wealthy these people live and then i ended up uh you know 
fast forward into my 20s, after I graduated from college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went to go travel the world. I went to go be a, a ski bum uh, in Utah for a winter um, to go travel. I traveled throughout Europe with a knapsack over my shoulders by myself, went to nine countries. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was looking for really my passion, my vision as to really what to do. I got into some sales. I went to um, went down to Hollywood, thought I wanted to be an actor for about a year until I was propositioned by some um, some photographer to take off all my clothes. <laughs> I was like, hey, dude, I'm not going I, there. I've <laughs> heard about this story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to like, podcast? Yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm not going there. He's like, hey, Darren, I, this is how the industry works. He's like, you got to sometimes give a little bit. I have the contact. I was like, I'm not going there. Give a little After bit. A year. <laughs> After a year, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I tried to get into some direct selling jobs, which I was horrible at. Then I landed into, I happened to get into um, a medical distribution sales when I was about 27. Uh, yeah, I was 27, tail end of 27. And I was doing that for a couple of years. I was doing okay, but not very well. And then I ended up uh, sauntering into a Tony Robbins seminar. And I remember then seeing someone that really, really affected my life right from the beginning. And that was this guy named Rob Thomas. And uh, saw this guy, yeah. just he had all this energy, and he had this. He, he wasn't bald at that time, but he had this blonde hair at the time, and he was. I said, "Wow, I want some of this. I want to know what this guy is eating, what he's drinking, what he's doing, because I want to be like a Rock Thomas. I want to know." Who's he, who he's hanging around with. I want to have success. I, I just don't know how to get there. I didn't know how to get from point A to point B, point B to point C. All I know is that I wanted to start making stuff happen. So I got really entrenched in Tony Robbins' environment, started doing um, volunteering to all these events. Um, and uh, within, uh, well, about a year and a half later, um, I ended up getting um, the big company that I work for now, which is a big fortunate company, they started knocking on my door saying, Hey, we hear that you're a real hustler. We want you on our side. And I was like, okay, well, you have all the big accounts. Why would I want to be on your side? So I said, well, we, we like your energy. We like uh, where you're going. And I said, well, thank you, but no thanks. So it took them about three dinners uh, over six months. They weren't going to give me anything. And then finally they gave me, um, they said, okay, what is it that you want? And I said, I want, uh, at the time I was, I was making about, I was I made $60,000. And then I said, okay, I want $100,000 and I want a $50,000 signing bonus. Um, and they gave it to me and I said, okay, great. So I ended up taking that signing bonus, put that, put that towards a first house and took that hundred thousand dollars worked there for uh, the first year and then started well I've still worked there now but started bumping up my income because I, I started being around some guys that had been in the industry for 15 20 25 years these guys were true veterans these guys were the class a when it came to the industry 
Whereas before, I was the third or fourth rep in the industry, and I had been there two years, three, four, actually four years by the time I left, and I was one of the veterans there. And so here I went to a whole different uh, team, and I was the least tenured by a lot, and I was learning from actually the one that recruited me was the top industry guy. Um, that he set all type of records. No one touches this guy. He just he has all these government contracts. The guy's just he's the god of the industry. He recruited me over. I ended up starting my income started going up and up and up because I started surrounding myself with these A quality players. From there, I started buying real estate. Um, I went up to got up to ten homes really pretty quickly. Um, and then what ended up happening was, uh, well, I, I made my first, uh, I made my, you know, first couple of millions. Um, and then I ended up, uh, and I was hanging around guys like Rob Thomas, remember Judy Mae Murphy and so forth. Remember her? She's, she's done very well for herself. I remember seeing these people at events and I just, uh, continued to want to be around them. And so, uh, really my peer group, which is, you know, what your group is awesome about is just this mentality my whole language inside started to change instead of being the victim i started being the instigator and i started you know making stuff happen and i was you know just mr proactive i was not mr reactive i was mr proactive and i started my business started doubling and doubling and then you know here i am now 20 uh 23 years later and you know instead of selling a couple couple uh a couple hundred thousand dollars a year now and you know sell over eight figures every single year of you know of my products and services so and then I, i'm able to invest in real estate services and so forth um you know buying uh right now i'm, I'm trying to look for my own deals and i'm lps and a lot of different deals right now um and and look forward to really giving back more so as you're doing right now as um as time permits to try and you know help others try and improve and live their best life possible well you know for you to be able to go from from that guy who was you know going to three dinners and negotiate a better contract work your way up the ladder i know um what you do I'd like to parlay this into what did you learn at the Tony Robbins environment that impacted your professional career? I would say that the biggest thing is my knowing how to change my emotional state very quickly, uh, just through the triad. And I actually put a little thing in. Explain what the triad is. Absolutely. The triad. And I, I actually added another dimension on that, and I put that in my book. I call it the Fab Four, okay? okay? So the triad, what Tony Robbins says, the triad, it's a triangle. So on the base and in the middle is your emotional state. And you can change your emotional state by changing any one of these three parts of the triangle. On the bottom, you have your physiology. So a lot of times when people find themselves in a in not such a great state, you know, their physiology may be slumped, their shoulders may be slumped, you know, they're just not, they're not in a empowered state. Well, guess what? If you want to not snap out of it, raise those shoulders, you know, shoulders back. That's right. Do some, do, 
get some energy to do it. Get some rocked on it's going. That's it. Touch that sky. Go for a walk. Go for a little run. Get that get that emotion going. Exactly. So get that body going. That's going to go and change your emotional state right there. Your state. The second one, which is on the side there, that's going to be your language. Changing your language is so key out there. I started asking myself better questions. And if you change your questions, you change the quality of life so much. So oftentimes in the past, when I was in my 20s, I was often the victim. Why is this happening to me right now? Oh, this, oh, this shit again. Or, you know, I'm not smart enough, or I'm not good looking enough, or I'm not this or this or that, or that person's better than me. Oh, you liar. You never said that one. Oh, I said that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in Hollywood, trust me. <laughs> you say it a lot. Okay, fair uh, enough. So, I'll let you get away with that one. Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I started asking myself better questions. Like, for example, how can I use this? Uh, how can I use this right now to serve me even more right now? So do you ask like that this. question. You ask that question after you hit the golf ball in the woods. Uh, you know, <laughs> when I and I do that quite a bit, so I do have a lot of training. <laughs> we haven't golfed together, but uh, when I when I do hit it in the woods, I'll go ahead and ask myself, "Hey, what is the best possible?" Um, solution for me to get out of the woods oh, instead of that. being the victim Sweet. of just saying, "Hey, oh, what, what this crap you, again, yeah, what this is, crap again." Right. Oh, what's you know? I'm freaking doomed here. Okay, right. say what is the best solution for me to go ahead and save Par, save Bogey, or right? You no, know, hey, you know if you're. Uh, you know, Tiger Woods or whoever, uh, you know, save right. birdie on this hole. So, um, so, number, always, so number, one, number one is your physiology, how you move your body. Exactly. Two, your language, the words you use, and the questions you ask. And number three is going to be your focus. What you focus on is what you're going to get. Like, if I don't want to hit that golf ball in the in the freaking woods, guess what? I'm not going to be pointing towards the woods either. Right. And more times than not, it probably won't go there. But a lot of times when it just, and it doesn't have to be with golf, but it has to do with goals. Uh, it has to be with most anything in life. What we focus on is what we get. Where energy flows, focus goes. So, I mean, that's what we really got to focus on. Um, I focus on my goals. I know that you're a, a tremendous goal person. You set down all your goals. And that's why... And I like to think that I'm pretty good with goals. Someone else very good with goals, like a Sam, Sam Wiegert. Um, so focus these, on what you want versus yes. what you don't want. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't want something, don't even focus on it. Give it the two-second roll and then kick it out. Just get yeah. rid of it. And the fourth concept is that I implemented in there in my book is faith. Because, hey, guess what? Life is Peaks and valleys. When you're at the when you're at the peak, guess what? It's not always going to be there. <laughs> There's going to be time that it starts going down. We got to mitigate those times where we're down here. And when we're down here, it's not always going to be there. We got to know that it's going to come down here. So we got to know that we're going to that we're going to be tested. And testing is a good thing. We just got to have faith that this that we're going to get over this. And I've been, 
I've been tested so many different times from almost losing my life a couple of times. That, that's in the book, um, you know, being counted out to, to bankruptcy. I, I went through bankruptcy from 2008 to 2012. You know, I, I basically lost everything. When the market turned, I lost everything. And then, but by the time 2017, I had it all back and then some. And uh, now it's, it's what, 2021, and I'm in the best position ever. I knew that I was going to make it back because I had faith. A, a way, I had faith, and I had that ways to change my emotional state. So I don't, a lot of stuff just doesn't bother me. And, you know, I'm kind of like a disciple of Rock Thomas in the sense that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get over that stuff. I'm going to keep on moving up and moving up and moving up and keep my eyes on where I want to go. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. I, I, mean, I always look at it as, you know, you play the victim when you believe your outside circumstances are bigger than you. You play the victor when they are bigger than you, but you grow in to be able to handle them. And that's what I hear you saying. Absolutely. I mean, I, I want to be my best, my biggest hero. And so the way I see it is that the greater the adversity, the greater the hero. So, yeah. hey. Bring on the adversity. Adversity yeah. is a good friend of mine. So that's how we grow. So, right. you know, adversity, come. Yep. It's okay. And you married a girl from Mexico, right? Yes, actually. Yeah, she was living in Corpus Christi back and forth over the border. She didn't even have a, uh, um, a U.S. citizenship at the time. And, yeah, we've been married now five years. We have a uh, little daughter who's two years and eight months. And uh, yeah, life is great. I mean, I've you had one challenges with with that too, traveling and oh. not travel. And and I, you know, I've known you for over a decade now, and I've watched you go through the bankruptcy and and ask really good questions. And as yeah. difficult as it was, you know, you were never an asshole. Um, a lot of people become assholes, right? When you squeeze them, what's on the inside comes out. I remember you going through the thing with your wife, and I was like. How is he handling that so well? He's just like, I got this, Rock. It's a pain in the ass, but I got this, and nothing's gonna stop me. You remember that? Oh, you know what? It was uh, it was a pain because she was back and forth. She had all the paperwork, and then basically what happened is um, she went to go visit family, and then she overstayed by a week. And even though she had a ten year ten year tourist visa here, she overstayed by a week, and they would not let her back in the border. And it took me a, a year, I had to hire a lawyer here, um, a year of back and forth in order to get her back um, in over the border. And we, I ended up having to meet her. Um, I bought her a ticket and we went to Peru and I met her in Peru and we got engaged in Machu Picchu because I couldn't get her here at the time. So I just made things work, got improvised. Part of part of life. So <laughs> one thing's not working, got to meander, go the other way. So yeah, yeah made it work. So listen, we got a few minutes left. Let's talk about the book because a lot of people have a book in them, but they don't write it. What was the genesis of the book for you? Yeah, I would say without a doubt, um, we all have greatness inside of us, and I know I knew that I had a gift. Um, in order to help inspire others, just because I've, I've had the blessing of, of having adversity come in my life many different times. And I really wanted to inspire and help others uh, 
to really get over those steps because so many times people get um, blindsided by many different factors in life. And I feel like it's, it's my purpose now that um, I'm, I feel like so many gardens of my life are clicking in many different ways. And I know that um, now it's really my time to, now that I've, I've so high up on the mountain, so to speak, that it's my time to, to give that rope down and help others up this mountain. Um, through my trials and tribulations in the book, I mean, it's, it's basically there's many different examples on how to overcome adversity in there. There's some NLP mixed in there and neuro-linguistic programming. Um, there's you know, stories of, of coming up through childhood of, of uh, learning how to um, embrace um, your being how to be as courageous as possible. Because one thing that I try and do is, it, is try and be as fearless as possible. You know, that I'm pretty nutty guy. You probably think I'm a pretty nutty guy, but uh, I, it wasn't always like that. I, I like to be as, as fearless as possible. And that's by taking daily little steps. A lot of people don't take steps because they're, they have, um, they're, they have this, um, they don't want to fail. And they feel if they don't want to, if they fail, they won't be good enough. So, um, or they won't feel that they're good enough. But I feel like by strengthening that muscle that we all have, by overcoming the odds, whatever those might be, I feel like that we all can be the greatest version of ourselves. So really my book is to really help those people um, be the best versions of themselves. Very cool. Now you have an interesting title, Only Dead Fish Go With The Flow. What prompted that? Well, I would say because so, so often in life, we follow the trend, we follow the crowd. But guess what? How much of the crowd gets exceptional results? Say not many. Exactly. So we got to think outside the box. If we want to be exceptional, we got to think outside the box. We got to bring our own ideas. We got to be phenomenal. We want to have an epic life. We want to live our best life possible. We got to go ahead and be individuals. We got to be leaders and we got to go ahead and, and think differently. And that means going sometimes against the flow. That means uh, doing what's having the courage to go ahead and, and speak up and knowing that that means, hey, not always just going with the flow of what uh, 98% of the population is may be doing. That means going about and setting your own standards and making stuff happen for yourself. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that to use your you know fish, most people don't realize that they're um, a fish in water. So they're just doing what other people are doing around them. They eat the way that other people eat. They get into a negative state. They don't know how to snap out of it. They haven't had that personal development. So you wove into there some some stories that, that occurred in your life, but you also put in there some tools for people to overcome their challenges, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's some NLP tools in there. There's... Um... I don't, I don't have time to really go into it, but yeah, there's, there's a lot in the book. Um, I think that the, the book will serve a lot of people well, and I'm, I'm excited. It, it, it was definitely a journey. It took, oh, a better part of about two years of a lot of editing back and forth. But You can get it on Amazon now, right, Darren? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. I'm glad that it went to a number one bestseller, which is congratulations to you. That's fantastic. Thank you. And Thank you. 
You know, it's funny that, um, you know, when people think of writing a book, um, every time they complete it, it's always much more than people thought. Would you agree with that? Oh, I would, I would say so. There's no doubt about it. And I do believe that, uh, just as I think you probably do as well, that most everyone should try and sometime in their life, try and write a book. Yeah. Because we all have a message with inside of us. And even if it inspires one person out there, I think that it's worth writing a book. And the way I see it is, I think that'll inspire a lot more than one person in my book. But, uh, yeah. but I feel like uh, if, if I were to inspire one person to go ahead and really uh, make their lives as kick-ass as possible, I'm going to go ahead and do that book. So Also, it's almost like, therapeutic journaling you're journaling your life in a way right you're thinking what was my life what are the highlights what did i do to overcome them and that whole process is is actually a good self-discovery process oh without a doubt i I, and that came out so much during the edits right when i thought the first time that i I had this book done and then i'm constantly tweaking with the thing I'm, i'm going to tweak one and then i'm i'm tweaking the thing again and then i'm and going back and forth, and I was like, "Huh, okay. Should I implement this? No, implement that." It's like it, it's constant, and you're you're reviewing your journals and your memory bank, and it's it's going way back when. And sometimes you're you're remembering stuff that I had I had forgotten about from 25, 30 years ago. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." It's just it, it it's it was definitely something that I think well I will do again. So that's the first book. I got to think about the next book. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you got this one done. Now you take a little bit of a break and see how, um, see how people digest it and process it. Let's do a couple of quick questions and we're going to wrap it up. Um, one of your favorite, other than Tony Robbins, one of your favorite teachers or mentors. I would have to say without a doubt, even though I never met him, um, there's there. Well, actually there's quite a few Jim Rohn. I just loved his philosophies in life. So I could listen to his tapes over yeah. and over again. And uh, a few others, Zig Ziglar, I could listen to him over and over again. Are you going uh, old school on me? I'm going very old school. I like these old school guys. I like it. Yeah. I like Les Brown. I like these. And I could, I could see him on YouTube and I could see his, you got to be hungry. You got to be hungry. I could see him over and over again on his stage when he's at that, I think it's Houston Coliseum, and he's sweating bullets, he was saying. I saw this interview with him with like 50,000 people, and it was his first big speech. And I see this, and I see the passion inside these people. And I, I just love these old school people. When it comes to the new school people, uh, yeah, I love people like you know Brendan Bouchard. You know, I think that he's you know, a very um, humble type of guy who has yeah. a lot of great philosophies. Um, you know, I, lo- I love what you're, I love what you're doing out there. Um, yeah, huge respect to you. Um, you know, I've always been, as you know, since, and let me correct you. I've known you longer than 10 years, but it's been about 20 years. So really 20, <laughs> 20 <flying>. years. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so Rock Thomas, I mean, there's, um, there's quite, a, quite a bit, but a lot of the times I keep on going old school because the way I see it is these old school guys, I listen to their tapes over and over again because the way I see it is 
if I could go ahead and start thinking like the old school guys to where I know it is going to come out of these mouths, even if I didn't even meet these guys, then I can go ahead and think like these guys all the time. And when it comes to a business situation, I'll know what to do. Um, when it comes to a uh, relationship type of situation, I'll know what to do because these guys were the true philosophers of life on how to live, you know, an empowered, an empowered life. So beautiful. Yeah. Favorite, favorite quote. Favorite quote. I would say, gosh, uh, you know what? I got so many quotes. You kind of stumped me on that one. Yeah, I know that there's a lot to choose from, but uh, you put any in your book that that you grabbed onto or is something that you find yourself thought to yourself? Uh, you know what? I got favorite quote. By the way, while you're thinking of that, what a lot of people don't know about Darren is he's a phenomenal skier. Um, he does backflips and all kinds of stuff. Oh, so, um, it's being, called stupidity. <laughs> being, being fearless or being willing to go there is something that uh, you've done a great job on. And um, so... I would say do what you fear and it will disappear is definitely one that I think of with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm trying to think about that, uh, that Henry Ford quote. Um, it's off the top of my head. Um, if you believe you can, or you believe you can't, you're right. That, that is the one exactly. Yes. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. So listen, Success and congratulations on your book. What a pleasure having you here on Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast. And 20 years, huh? It's, uh, it's great being traveling the globe with you. Thank you, buddy. Here's to another 20 or 50. More. Actually, nah, let, here's to another 70 more. How's that, bud? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll go with, I'll take at least 50. I'll take Okay, 50 more. Okay. By then, the technology will have come up. I'll have some new knees or something. But anyway, um, thanks again. If you're listening to this, make sure that uh, you get Darren's book. Everything will be in the show notes. You go to Amazon and get it. And um, if you like this, make sure you subscribe, share it with other people. And we'll see you on the next Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.